If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny what's up guys don't forget to sub to patreon so that you can see the visuals because not only do we have episodes of the podcast we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps behind the scenes photo shoots and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year so if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know go over to our patreon www.dumblondunrated.com love ya what's up guys i just wanted to come on here and thank you guys so much for an amazing season it's because of all of you that all of this is happening and i could not be more grateful here are some of my favorite moments from this season is this thing on? Bonnie, who used to be a former sex worker and now hosts the podcast Dumb Blonde. Most little girls grow up wanting to be doctors and lawyers and shit. And I was like, I want to be super hot, make a lot of fucking money and be a rock star's wife. That was my goal as a child. And here we are. <laughs> You bitches ready? What's up, you sexy motherfuckers? It, it is scary. I don't yeah. know. Today I was getting ready and I was like, oh, I should talk to the story or tell Bunny about the story. So let me tell you about one of them. So um, this is about the middle vibration. So there was this one time. 
that I was reading this girl, uh, this woman, and she was sitting down. Remember, all of my things are online. So all of my sessions are online. And so um, she's sitting down. She has her phone right here. And all I can see is that she has tile behind her. That's it. And she's wanting to channel this woman named Jenna. And I begin bringing her forward. I'm channeling Jenna. And it's weird because I begin to feel the coldness of the tile on my back. Mm. And I was like, odd. I said, I think she's in this room with you. And she goes, hmm, like laughs about it a second. And so I keep calling her. I was like, Jenna, what's up? What's up? What's up? And then she shows me this flash of essentially um, uh, blood everywhere uh, coming from uh, certain locations like wrists and stuff like that. And then she shows me the same color tile where she's at. And I go, did she pass in this bathroom? And she was like, yeah, I said, did she, you know, commit suicide? And she goes, yeah, she did. She goes, I'm sitting in the spot where I found her. Wow. And I go, oh, okay. And so her spirit is still in that area. And so she's trying to like come up to her wife and tell her how much she loves her and tell her how much she misses her. And she's trying to have this connection and she's going through and she's talking about their Basset hound dog. Like she's in that house with them. And I tell her all these things and she's like, I see her all the time in here. I see her all the time I'm like because they're they're there they're helping you until they move up um and so yeah that was very very interesting how long does it take for somebody to be able to move up okay so time doesn't exist in the afterlife mm-hmm. so it's just whenever yeah so who decides that they could move up yourself wow yourself so you, it's like she has to let go she has to let go she's done yeah you have to find okay. your light you so have god to, we got to work through trauma in this life and in the next life. well yeah i mean but if you if you got a shit is that yeah i know i know <laughs> but it's like if you if you don't that and that's that's the whole thing we're here we're learning we're yeah. understanding you know what Absolutely. is love yeah. you know and all that stuff and so if you kind of like flake out on it yeah. you know you're still gonna have to go learn got a second chance yeah so start doing the the fucking work now shadow work now how long do you like to have sex oh not a long time me either dude if you more than 10 minutes I'm like, mm, I yeah i could do. get 15 you're pushing it okay Wait, like this, i got we got a whole lot of stuff to do i don't there's some dudes that like to go for like hours like, how ew why my, first of all my pussy hole can't take that no there's no fucking way after a while i'm like it it fucking hurts it does it hurts and it just like it's like what are we doing okay yeah, you're just like <laughs> okay bro like hurry up like those weird porn dudes i don't know if you ever had one of them i have they just sure haven't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. The ones with like the weird flavor savers. You nope. guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not one of them. Uh, yeah. Fucking they get weird. And mm, I bet I yep, don't like it. slam bam. Thank you, ma'am. Keep it memorable. You know, just fuck the living breath out of me. Leave me breathless. <laughs> Not leave me fucking just counting sheep and shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, something. You're just passing the time like one. You're like thinking about two. all the shit you have to do. You're like, yeah. man, I really got to get laundry done. Just well, today we are going to dive into one of Mimi's favorite serial killers. I which love him so much. I'm reading this story and I'm just so fucking sick to my stomach. <laughs> You, and she said the craziest thing to me because she's like, I don't feel like he was a serial killer. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this dude is fucking something's wrong with him. He's a psychopath. He's yeah. my favorite psychopath. I don't believe he was a serial killer. No. He got off on the idea of death. Right. Not the idea of killing. 
Right, and, and he only killed killers, a couple of people, right? It technically three people, and that's what makes you a serial killer. Right, three people. But he dug up the corpses. Majority, of everyone else that he handled was already dead of natural causes. Right, but to have compassion for a weirdo like this, it's going to be hard for me to find. I so. feel like this is similar to the Eileen Morano story. That no, we she kind of you know had a heart. At least she loved you know girls and fucking only killed men. <laughs> <Exactly>. and- <laughs> Completely different. He when, loved when we, them. They so just weren't alive. For those of you who don't know who we're talking about, we are talking about Ed Gein. Ed Gein. And he's pretty, pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. I got her roped in by telling her a very key part of this story. And she said, oh, we're doing it. Let's yeah, dive so into this. Yeah, this has now developed into like an art form for him, yeah. essentially. His whole entire, and you know what's crazy is like, it wasn't like a clean home that just had like a a pair of lips hanging from the shades. He was a hoarder. So there were stacks of books everywhere. He did love to read. That was his escape. Um, But there was just shit everywhere in this place. So it took a second, you know, for people to realize when they went in there, like, holy shit, this is what we're looking at. These chairs that this guy is sitting in. Are made out of skin. They would go also go on to find a collection of female genitalia, four chairs with woven cane seats replaced by tanned human skin, tattooed skin lampshades, and limbs and heads in boxes. Gein had made a tom-tom drum from a can covered top to bottom with stretched human skin and a skin purse with a handle. He had cut an inverted skull in half to make a bowl and made an armchair with human arm bones. I mean, you got to admit the dude's fucking creative. He is an artist. Of He's death. an artiste. Artiste. Yeah. Uh, it did say when you read the tanned skin, he tanned the skin. Oh. So it wasn't that he was digging up people with tanned skin. Yeah. He was actually like uh, doing things to the skin afterwards, leaving it outside to yep. fucking get a little sun tan. Mm-hmm. What if he was laying out with these bodies, like just right. chilling, putting them in bikinis and like? <laughs> I love that he dressed them up and put lipstick on them for his yeah. dinner parties. That is so weird, dude. Yeah. I appreciate that so much. If you could give somebody any advice that's going through an autoimmune thing, because I know you kind of glossed over it a little bit, but that was a really tough time it in t- your it life. It took me. I'm not gonna lie. It took me. It took me down, and it took me to the point where I took guns away from myself like it, it it really had me down i mean it it, it had me down how it long did you go th- way. like how long did you go through it uh for about six months where i was like i was just i was just i don't know i was just, just exi- so i was existing mm. because everything that i'd been able to do and that i loved all of a sudden just went away like i was still playing shows I'd put my glasses on, close one eye. Mm-hmm. People would go, oh, Colt was great. He was drunk. I'm like, I don't even drink. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, but I couldn't see. So my balance was terrible. My my depth perception was terrible. I had to make sure they taped up the stage. What I'm a like, fucking soldier, though, to be going through this I, and still wanting to go out I'm and like, just make people I'm happy. Like, yeah, I can't stop playing music because of this. What am I going to do, sit at home? Like, that, shit, well, that ain't going to make me happy either. <laughs> so I just wanted to work. So I, oh. I played 100 plus shows like that. But. It that's was, insane it, it, the doctor's like you need tons of rest and no stress and i'm like well that's just freaking great 21 day exactly tour let's go yeah so i you know i just kind of i just fought through it but it, it was tough no lie man like i had i leaned on some friends at, at times when i called mm-hmm. them up and be like dude i'm like i'm not doing good like i because i again what I loved to do on the road was play golf. Right. That was my escape from being on the road. I'd go play golf. All of a yeah. sudden, can't do that because I can't see. Mm. And then 
like hunting and all the other stuff like that me and Brantley that I love to do. Can't do that. Can't see. Mm. And it was dangerous driving. And then it was just like, he, the doctor's like, oh, by the way, heat really affects it too. I'm like, awesome. So, you know, when I'm playing this festival and it's 97 degrees outside, like I think last July we had 20 shows. I averaged 17 hours a day sleeping. Wow. It was all I could do. I mean, I would sleep, wake up at four o'clock, eat a couple bites of sandwich, go back to bed, wake up 30 minutes before the show, somehow run up on stage, play the show, and I'd be asleep before they loaded the truck. I mean, mm. like I just, and I just, but again, uh, Megan knew I was in a tough place and she loved me through it. She encouraged me when I, uh, I don't want to be a pussy and cry on your show. I get, emo I'm an emotional dude, no, but like love me through that and love me to keep, kept going, come, you know, hang in there, come on, yeah. keep fighting and got some medicine in the last couple months that has really made a difference. So I'm, yeah. I'm back where I can see, I can play golf again. So things are good. Dude, things are good. You only you went through that because there was just a a blessing in the lesson, and you know, yeah, I, I mean, you have such a great attitude about everything else that maybe we don't know what the reason was. Good bad shit happens to good people all the time, it, but it does. No you're here to tell your story, and yeah. this story is going to touch so many people. And I, yeah, I've I've been reading your book, which ah! we'll get into Wild and Well. Yep. It's amazing. She has it on audio, and she also has it available to purchase everywhere. Yes. Um. And it's, it's just really crazy learning about just how trauma alone can affect your body, you know, which a lot of people don't realize. And you actually went through some traumas as a child. Bunny, I grew, I grew <laughs> up in a complete shithole of chaos, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm -hmm. My grandfather, he died by suicide in the driveway of the house that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. My mom attempted suicide multiple times, institutionalized twice before I was born, and then uh, was institutionalized when I was six weeks old for postpartum psychosis. Her fir My first stepfather was a child molester. Mm. The second one almost choked me unconscious my senior year in high school. And I started, I started in high school with chronic diarrhea. I mean, just, it's it, just horrible diarrhea. Was that Every from, time I ate. Was that from living in fight or flight you all bet. the time? Stress, you bet. Uh, chronic diarrhea. I had the first of four colonoscopies at age 20. Oh I had four God. colonoscopies before I was 44 years old. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with chronic itching, like urticaria, chronic itching. I was diagnosed with lupus fibro. I was depressed. I was on every medicine known to man. And then of course, diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome because, yeah. and every single bit of that was caused from childhood trauma, the majority of it and my diet. Mm -hmm. So I spent, you know, 44 years seeing doctors, 10 doctors, but I was 38 years old. And I, I remember the morning that I was going to die by suicide. I had mm -hmm. it I planned. I was going to drive off the foot of Broadway um, and I talk about it in the book, you know, and yeah. it, it, it's hard to talk about, but I was going to die that morning and I would literally was laying in bed ready to fulfill the family legacy sort of thing. And all of a sudden through the bedroom door, Jackson and Ella came running in. They were like five and six years old and they were like, mom, mom, get up. And I mean, they jumped on the bed. They wanted to eat. And Jackson and Ella are her children. They are. They're my, they're my kids. Yes. And they're now 25 and 27. Mm -hmm. And they saved my life that day. 
I got up and I was in a verbally and emotionally abusive marriage. I was not physically abusive, but I I filed for divorce less than a year later. I was on food stamps, a medical card. We packed up a 26-foot U-Haul to, I, I got accepted to nurse practitioner school down here. I already had a, a degree in fashion design, made a 180 turn to go to nursing school. And um, a hermit crab, a cat, an English bulldog, Harlan <laughs> Howard, um, two kids, and we started over 17 years ago. Mm. And let's rewind I got out it. Of school. Let's rewind it a little bit because there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast that have grown up with fucked up childhoods and are so traumatized. So, you know. I want people that to stay with people that actually are dealing with a lot of like health issues that one trauma causes a lot of them. Do you think it causes most of them? I believe so. Yes. And you know, the body keeps score. Absolutely. You've read the book Mm -hmm. and Dr. Vessel, um, Vandercock, um, Vandercock. Vandercock. (laughs) Sorry. That book. It's my ADD. That book. Yeah. Like, let's go have a blast. And if moment you had with a Ooh, I have one, and I don't do it anymore. That shit scarred me. Uh, butt plugs. Oh. Had a good time in a white duvet. Oh. <laughs> do tell. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> I will never. This shit haunts me till I will. I don't. I can't do it. Anyway, there's nothing worse than experimenting and everything. Mm. You're comfortable with the guy, and you have a nice $500 white duvet, and then shit, literally shit. Just okay, was he down. wearing the butt plug, or were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no you had the show you had a shitty time yeah and he pulled Damn it. it he pulled it out i was like oh my god he started smoking. oh no tips <laughs> what did he I've do i've never told that story what did he do believe- oh i got a funny story too but what did he do i don't think he i think he noticed because there was like a, a, a re- stench a an aroma of dookie and like he just hopped- <laughs> <laughs> he just I quickly, like, once I saw the sheets and everything, I quickly, like, folded up the duvet and, like, oh, sprayed fuck. for breathing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. So, a butt plug, you know how they're shaped, right? He pulled it out, and it, it was, was on, on the butt plug. plug. Gotcha. Mm. It Holy. Was on the it looked like it. Like, fuck it. Well, I got one that'll make you feel better. It, it wasn't me personally, and I'm looking for the Oh, video. that does not make me feel better. It wasn't <laughs> you personally, but I just told... Hold on, I've got the video to prove this. From crash diets to fad diets, injections and pills, the weight loss industry is a cash machine, but it is all temporary because once you stop, most people gain the weight back plus a little extra. Imagine all that time and money and you're still left hiding your body under baggy clothes or turning the lights off when you're with your significant other because you're shy or embarrassed about your body. Well, Sonobello can help you change the way you look at yourself. In one visit, you will see the difference in your tummy, side, thighs, arms, or wherever you have stubborn fat. You guys know me. I let you guys know when I get stuff done. I absolutely do not see anything wrong with getting a little bit of laser lipo done. I had it done right before the Grammys and it smoothed my hips for my dress. And let me tell you, I will do it again and again and again. Schedule your free consultation and learn all about micro laser fat removal. Give yourself the gift of a full body reset. You deserve to be happy. Sonobello is running a great special right now. Visit Sonobello dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e that's sonobello s-o-n-o-b-e-l-l-o dot com slash bunny 
We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny so whose video is this and how did you all right well yeah. i'm gonna tell you right now so i've never told this story anywhere before oh i feel intrigued well, we, t- i had this sugar plan. daddy who we adoringly named nicknamed <laughs> shitter and <laughs> after this situation so i was there with my girl um we were making so much fucking money i'm talking like we probably made like 30 grand each that night whatever and he was doing lines of cocaine off her ass off my ass we were doing a bunch of blow of course this was like fucking eight years ago dude uh we were fucking just partying it up Jay was in Nashville. This is when Jay and I first got together. Jay was in Nashville um, doing something. And um, I was like telling him what was going on. You know, this dude, we were in a hotel room that had white sheets. He's completely naked and he's just snorting lines on the fucking bed. And then he scoots up. And when he scoots up, he leaves a fucking trail of shit. (laughs) Just fucking. (laughs) And we lost it, dude. All there was was just shit on the fucking on the duvet. So here's a video of him doing you have a lot. Li- video from eight here's, years ago. Yes. Come on. We kept saying shit because he was shitting. So he's snorting a line off her ass, right? I cannot believe I'm showing you guys this. He's snorting a line. Your Snapchat. Snorting <laughs> a line off her ass, right? There's his butthole because <laughs> there was shit coming off of it. <laughs> and then hold on. <laughs> hold on. There's the sheet that has the oh. shit stain on it. That's what my duvet looked like. <laughs> so I'm so fucked up. And all we kept talking about was shit because he fucking kept leaving shit everywhere. So, yeah. So you told me your shitter story. Yes. Your sugar daddy shitter. Yep. I told you my first butt plug. Experience. There we go, baby. It's a fucking oh. shitty situation all around. Oh, I've got horrendous grinder stories. Oh, my God. Where do <laughs> give I me start? One. Oh, give me the best one. <laughs> the best one. Okay. <laughs> Let me wipe my nose. It's running. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. There, there's, okay. I'll, I'll tell you I, uh, the best one. There, there's two. But oh, the, let, let's hear them. Okay. So the be- <laughs> the first one was my very first hookup ever. Yeah. My wife and I are still together. She's still living at the house. Wh- we, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. We had freed ourselves to see other people. As long as we didn't bring back the house at yeah. that time, we're like, everything's good. And so I'm, I'm out with my friend, Jocelyn, who is another trans woman. Mm-hmm. We're at this little wine bar and I'm just like, girl, I need to just fuck a guy and get it over with. Mm-hmm. And she goes, get on grinder. Like, What's grinder? <laughs> And she goes, looks at me like, 
what do you mean what's a grinder? And I'm, I don't know. I've been married for 20 years. I, I haven't dated. I don't know what's going on. Give me your phone. And so she created an account for me. And I this is before anything was happening where I was like very public about me dating other people. I'm like, nobody can know. She's got a fake profile. No problem. And in five minutes, <laughs> she's got a guy on the hook. And she's like, oh, I fucked him. He's awesome. He's got a big, <laughs> she's like, she's got a big old dick. He's safe. He's six foot tall. Oh, this is perfect. I love her. All, is that a good thing he's got a big dick? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know. This is like, <laughs> I've never been with a guy. I've kissed a guy once. And then that was post-transition. So this was your first. So, okay, let's, let's stop you right there. Mm-hmm. So. All through high school, WWE, you had never been with a dude. No, and no desire to. No desire no, to. Oh, I thought, like, the thought of being with a guy, I'm going to open this. Yeah, go this, ahead, baby. Uh, water here. The thought of being with a guy pre-transition, I wanted to throw up at the wow. thought of it. Yeah, and I wrestled dudes in boots and underwear, and I'm just like, bro, you stink. Open on some deodorant. You know, something like that, <laughs> oh, yeah. but never, like... You know, we do some weird shit in wrestling. Yeah. Where our heads are in weird places, but yeah. never once was it like, huh. Never you know, attracted like, to mm, men until mm-hmm. after you decided to start transitioning. Never once. I cannot wait to dive into that. That's amazing. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Let me tell you. So we run home and I tell Priscilla, I go, look, Jasleen got me this this hookup. He goes, oh my God, tell me about it. Let me see him. So she's all excited. I love that. And her and Jasleen are looking at this guy like, damn, he's hot. And he's really big and built and... So I go shower and I, I come out with like all these outfits and they look at me and Jasmine goes, girl, no, this is a hookup. Don't get dressed up for him. <laughs> I'm like, what? Really? She goes, yeah, go put on some shorts and a, and a tank top. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I put on this, these like little tiny trash shorts and a tank top. We love trash. Yeah. I, I was to- oh, the, the, the next two, the stories are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Speaking of trash. Uh, so I, I go drive out and I meet this guy. I've got like minimal makeup on. It was back when I was still, still wearing wigs, pre-facial surgery. And I'm, you know, 220 something pounds of muscle still. And I knock on this guy's door. It's his apartment. And he is handsome, Aww. like handsome. I'm like, Ooh, stunning blue eyes, shaved head, bodybuilder just I'm hot like, wow and he gives me a hug and he's like hey i'm like hi <coughs> and he just starts walking to the bedroom <laughs> and i go oh like, let's get to the point I, okay this is what we do cool i guess we just go there. and he sits down he's kind of just making some chit chat and he starts undoing his shoes and I'm like, okay i start undoing my strappy <laughs> heels that i'm wearing and i'm like okay i guess that's what we do and i go look 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 my my girlfriend said not to say this but I got to be honest, I, I've never been with a guy before. And he looks at me and he goes, what? I said, yeah, I've never been with a guy before. And he goes, wow, okay. And he goes, well, I'm going to tell you something. You were honest with me, I'll be honest with you. He says, I've, I've only been with one trans woman. And I go, oh my God, that must have been Jocelyn. Because you know, <laughs> she fucked him you know, a couple months ago. Yeah. And he goes, it was like two, three years ago. And I, I looked at him I'm like, what, what? Oh, you're lying to me. Okay, you're hot. I don't care. <laughs> that was at that moment I go, okay, guys lie all the time. He's totally lying to me. Yeah. He wants us to go down. I don't give a shit. And so we kind of are like getting things undone. And I look at him like, hey, hey, I don't even know your name. And he goes, do you want to? I looked at him. I said, nah. And I just took my, <laughs> my shirt off. I took my pants off. Let's go. <clears throat> so we get down to business and things are going. Go in my direction. I'm like, this is good. 
And <laughs> in that, can I ask a personal yeah. question? Yeah. In that moment, do you decide to be a top or a bottom or how does that, or did he decide for you? So I, my desire is always to be a bottom. I wanted the female experience. Um, I think Hef was more resentful when I left and when Bridget left because I think he expected me and wanted me to stay around the whole time. And I think when Kendra came along, everybody knew she wasn't going to stay that long and she'd be there for a couple of years. So if she wanted to leave and like become this star who's still kind of controlled by this guy who's keeping her loyal to the Playboy narrative, like that was great. Right. But I think Hef held a lot of resentment when I left because I left from his perspective so suddenly like anybody else looking at the situation would not think it's sudden because right. they've been going through so much but I think in his mind he was like wait what the fuck just happened do you think have genuinely loved you maybe as much as he could love somebody right but it, his idea of love is so weird warped warped narcissistic I think he's a or was I talk about him in present tense which is so weird people mm. point that out that I do that on my podcast and it's weird <laughs> anyway <laughs> so I feel like he was really addicted to like the feeling of longing. Mm. So he always wanted like more, more, more. And he always wanted to like if he had a girlfriend who left, he always wanted to win that girl back. Right. It, it was more like addicted to the conflict. Kind to of the chaos. Thing. Yeah. Addicted to the drama. And that's why he always wanted to pit girls against each other and things like that. Right. Which yeah. I hate. I don't want drama in a relationship. There's too much drama in the real world. I want my Absolutely. relationship to be like. It has to be your peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So being in a relationship like that, are you open to like open relationships now or like the opposite? Like, <laughs> She's I'm like, scarred. I'll know. <laughs> I'm scarred. <laughs> She's like, absolutely not. I am the only one. And that's it. Yeah. I, I respect would flip it out. Like even if I'm like watching a porn and I think like a threesome scene is hot or something, I feel like if I was in that situation in real life, I would snap and like decapitate someone. Yeah. Oh, I love that though. <laughs> Don't mess with Holly's man, yeah. baby. So let's talk about something else that you enjoy makeup. Do you still enjoy makeup? I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And skincare now too. Obsessed. Talk the to older me about we get, it. Yeah. I, I, oh. I, I've always always loved skincare. Mm -hmm. I used to tell people as, as young as 15, don't move your face. Right. Yeah. Which was always my thing. That's why I'm frozen. Now, I so as I get Botox. older, I don't care. Yeah. I dissolved all my filler and I'm mm -hmm. just kind of living a more free life. Mm -hmm. But I'm still me. I'm still a Jeffrey fucking star. Do you do Botox <laughs> or anything? I have it in two years. Wow. It looks amazing, though. Yeah. I have to have it. I can't. When I start getting the wrinkles in the forehead, I freak out. I'm I, yeah, I do have more wrinkles. I'm not embracing them. Maybe they'll go away this this you winter. You look great, though. Thank you. Yeah. But I'm just doing a little more. Like, my lips were too crazy, so I dissolved a lot. And, you know, when things start to migrate. And I all look this, like fucking Marge Simpson. I so get I it. had to. Yeah, I had to tone it down for me. Like yeah. below my nose was getting weird. Mm -hmm. No, your face is perfect. You, you look beautiful. So I had to tone it down a notch for me. Yeah, but we always do things for us, not for anybody yes, else. But I always go extreme. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So you started the makeup brand in 2014. 2014, I launched three liquid lips on Black Friday. And you were looking for an investor. Akon was yes. going to invest, but he couldn't. He was out. He Next, was out. let's hit up my best friend of 12 years, Kat Von D. She's down. She shows me a makeup lab and I start doing my formula. She literally gives me a sample with a uh, name of the lab. I call it do all the work. When she tried to destroy my career online, which flopped and backfired, yeah. she said she did everything. It was the biggest insult I think I've ever felt in my entire life because I did hurtful. everything. Yeah, it's always hurtful when a, a friendship breaks up. It's like worse than a divorce. Pu and publicly for the very first time, because I had not really done online drama. Then after yeah. that, as bigger as, as things got, mm -hmm. oh, it was a bloodbath. I feel like people just come for you just to be. Yes. At this they point. used to all the time just yeah. to get attention. Just so, to get attention. but it was my first big 
taste of the internet flipping right, without yeah. knowing any facts. Oh, they don't care. And then days later, if I recall, they all flip back and realize yeah. it was all full of shit. Yeah, they don't care. But it was so hurtful for someone to say, I created his brand. It was like, but it was believable that was the problem. And right. now knowing- Because she was a little bit bigger than you back absolutely. then. Absolutely. Right, because she but, had that and LA she liked or whatever. having more money than me and she liked being the friend that had more. So when I surpassed her, she flipped on me. Mm. 12 year friendship, she's tattooed my whole body, 50 wow. portraits. Would you guys ever be friends again? No. You just, you, it, because of you? Because of the way I was treated, I can never, forgiving is fine when you get older. You can never go back to someone that stabbed you that hard. Well, you can it was forgive, one of the, but not forget. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it was one of the most painful things I've gone through. Do you think maybe she's grown a lot since being a wife? And I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, no, here. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. I'm one of those people that now that I've, I've really helped myself, I don't lurk. So right. like the old days, I would care what everyone's doing. It's right. so unhealthy. It is. Who gives a it's fuck very toxic. what they're doing? I need to stop doing that. <laughs> I don't. So I don't read the news. I don't know what's happening anymore. I don't care who's fucking who. What's this? Who did this? Who? J I just don't care. It's so yeah. unhealthy. You just get to a point of just serenity. Yes. But when you're in the same world, yes, you're told she has a kid now. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah insane that shit that's fucking insane yeah and when you say also like i hate children and then you have one anyone's allowed to change their mind yeah, obviously I've, absolutely. I've grown a lot it was wild to see someone become a parent right so hopefully it Softened makes them her. nicer i feel like trisha paytas having a kid has helped her grow a little bit yeah. too you know absolutely. so i feel like i think i i don't know i've never had my own child so i wouldn't know but i feel like children soften women too so you know you yes. never know never say never maybe you guys will cross paths somewhere down the road and be able to <laughs> you know. me and trisha maybe <laughs> yeah trisha just did she did me and jay wrong and made up a whole drama yeah and then had a kid trisha actually so. flaked on me yesterday <laughs> i came off tour to fucking do her podcast with her well to do her podcast and her come on my podcast and she text me an hour before she was supposed to show up that she wasn't coming that's so unprofessional I know, but fucked. i'm just you know it is what it is and everything well i normally don't talk about drama because the old jeffrey people just think things so differently than who i am yeah so i just kind of stray away from that yeah, absolutely. and i don't like feeding into these things no never but she did me really wrong oh. she made up all these lies said i fat shamed her and called her all these things <gasps> never happened right never happened and then she gets in she a was... fight what a moment. Yeah, you have that one moment and you're like, yo, I got to shoot this. I got to, this is my shot. I got to fire. I got to shoot my shot, yeah. yeah I got to fire. This is it. You know what I'm saying? I was given exactly 60 seconds to say something. I knew, I didn't think I was going to win, so I knew this was my only time to talk. I was thinking, how can I thank the most important people the quickest? Thank the other nominees, of course, who I thought were so deserving, and especially Zach, because it was really important for me to make a point to give Zach his flowers on that stage. And what can I say to make somebody feel like they're not alone. That That's literally what was rushing through my head. Like, what can I say that can inspire somebody that is like, I'm thinking about the 25 year old that's like, dude, this is never gonna work. And it's like, dude, you're so far away from this knot. You have no clue. Like if I'd have gave up at 27, I wouldn't be sitting here winning this award. And two days later, I'd wake up and be nominated for a Grammy.
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Since I switched over to Shopify, my business has grown expeditiously and upped my merch game. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and... Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash bunny. If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. And I thought about quitting at 27 and 28 and 29. Somebody said, damn, I realized I haven't been to church in a while. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. The fact that your, you know, 15 second speech could really touch and move people the way that it has. It wasn't meant to be as like pastory as it was. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it though. That's you get like that even at home. Like I when you're like talking that. about stuff, you just are so like that's you. That is Listen. you. Thank you. Yeah. I was hoping somebody that knew me would say that eventually because yeah. I think sometimes people are like, "Is this like 
is this dude selling us something? It's like, oh, you've never no. been, you've never been around me. No, you are the most boisterous, fucking animated human. Like you. When I'm me, really fired up. Dare I say it? You're the coolest thing that's happened at the CMAs in a really long fucking time. It's literally tens of millions of views. Yeah. No, it's insane. Like over fifty dude. or something is what I've seen. I mean, you have made it on every platform. Twitter is always in a division. That's yeah. probably one of the hardest platforms. And they said that you united Twitter. Yeah. For one day. They said Twitter was united for a day. <laughs> because. Until he brought Twitter together. Yeah. They said me and Rod Wave could do a song and end racism. Literally. Ah, <laughs> hi, yeah. Grandma. So uh, until my grandpa died, and then uh, now th they're all still doing it, and I am, I'm the one that decided to stand with my kids. But uh, yeah, so just for now. And then, so I guess <laughs> I started doing the corner call stuff and ended up realizing that I actually really liked it. I. What does so, what does a corner call consist of? So a corner call is a, is really it's the horrible deaths. So mm. it's the the drug overdoses, the suicides, homicides, uh, car accidents, uh, very sudden death that would require an autopsy. Mm. So I I did all those calls and I went and worked for my dad for the summer and then I started a uh, community college that following fall uh, and just told my dad I wanted to do this. So I bet dad was elated. Very, very excited. Um, and uh, Isn't it crazy how life's full circle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my mom thought I was crazy to go work for my dad. Oh, <laughs> damn it, mom, relax. <laughs> this is her life. But, and, and so she's like, well, you're going to have to figure it out on your own. So I did. Um, and, um, uh, yeah, so and the, the rest is kind of history. But when my cousin took his life, I really, I didn't see myself. I, I really got depressed again myself. I just, I missed him. I couldn't believe he made that decision. I couldn't believe he was gone. And I I went to school. I hated it. Uh, switched, started thinking about going and helping other people that have lost a loved one. And you'll find that a lot of morticians, funeral directors that we we, we get into this industry for that reason because mm -hmm. we have lost someone that we love so much and it's healing for us to help somebody else. I actually wanted to be a mortician. Really? Yes, I did. Um, and I looked into it. Vegas didn't offer a lot of um, schooling for that. And the reason why I wanted to get into it was because I have such a fear of death. And I was like, I'm the type of person, like, if I fear something, I want to face it head on. So I was like, you know, if I could get into this industry, then I would be able to conquer my fear of death. And, of course, it never worked out that way because, you know, again, Vegas didn't have the schooling that they probably have now back when I wanted to do it. But I've always been fascinated uh, with death and, like, all things, you know, just dark and, like, I don't want to say sinister, but just, like, that... You're right, dude. <laughs> I have always had a fascination with um, all of those things. So I just, you know, it was very fitting for me to want to do that. But then I decided to be a stripper and uh, here we are. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to do hair. Yeah. Or, like, and I had before. I've yeah. gone to a funeral home mm -hmm. for yeah. a client that passed away and did her hair. But I wanted to do that so bad. But mm -hmm. my parents were like, no, it's like a family. Like a lot of funeral homes are very family based. So mm -hmm. like to yeah. get in and to get paid well is very hard. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Funeral homes are, are hard to get into. I have a lot of people that message and say, oh, I want to do just the makeup or I just want to do the hair. And unfortunately, uh, we don't hire people just for that. Just exactly. Like right. Said. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a trust thing. But then also uh, funeral homes are cheap and they'd rather just have mm -hmm. the funeral directors do that yeah. so they don't have to pay somebody extra unless the family does request to have somebody specific come in to do the hair. It's, cra it was her, it was her it's crazy to hear you say funeral 
the homes are cheap like in that aspect because death is expensive death is expensive it is fucking like i had my mom i had a private autopsy um for my mom last year because i thought she was overdosed in her um hospital and i had um her cremated afterwards and it's expensive it is expensive and that that's not even a whole few like i looked into funerals for her because you know they wanted her to have a funeral in Indiana for the two people who would have showed up and it was still freaking expensive. I was just like, this is crazy. Like I'm in the wrong business. The ethic part of all of this is just, I mean, beyond me. Like the one, oh, there's I, no eth- ethics. Yeah. The one time I did hair for someone who had passed that still sticks with me to this day. And to think how many she did over that 10 year span and you had them coming in all day, every day. That's like how busy I won't touch dead bodies. Last time I touched, I wouldn't even touch my mom when she passed and I was in the room. She was dead. I was able to say my goodbyes to her in the hospital. I wouldn't touch her because the last time I touched a dead body, I ended up with the worst suicidal ideation I've ever had. Of course, it was the same time around a bunch of shit that had been happening. But I went to a funeral and touched my friend's chest and told him that I loved him. And I'm telling you, I I battled with suicidal ideation for almost a year or two years after that. So it's like two years. Yeah, it was a good two years. And I will never touch a dead body again. So I can't imagine how this woman is touching all these dead bodies and just the karma that she has reaped for herself. Okay, so... I want to know, so when you put your hand, <laughs> we got into my trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you put your hand on their chest, is it just because it's cold? Is it just because it didn't feel like how you thought it was going to feel? Is that why it triggered you when you? No, I, I have energy? always been able to see spirits. I've always been able to feel things. I've always been able. So this was a friend who was violently killed. Oh my gosh. And I think what happened was whatever he was into that caused that situation to happen latched onto me, the dark entity that was following him because I just, I, I lovingly went down on his chest and I was like, I love you so much like that. And I swear right then I could just, I could feel him in the funeral room and the whole, he was watching the funeral from the corner of the mm-hmm. room. Like, and I told my mm-hmm. husband that I was like chisels here. I was like, he's watching this entire funeral. And, um, I just went home and literally it was like immediately just depression and like, I mean, I'm talking like Lauren, when I tell you it, I told Jay the best way to describe it. And like I said, I was going through a lot of other shit at the time too. I had just lost it. I had just had a miscarriage. I was going, I had just had my breast implants removed. So, I mean, there's a number of factors, but this all ties into each other. So it's like, I'll never touch a dead body again because of that. But it was like eternal sadness. It was like he was showing me like, this is how sad I am. I want you to feel how sad I am. You know, it was just the worst feeling. Like I, I was so tired that the thought of living to 50 exhausted me. So how did you, how did you come out of that? Did you, I'm a fighter. Did you banish that, those, that away? Like that, that I prayed, I, you know, I've done, I prayed. I, I don't really, I, Jesus is literally the only thing that probably pulled me out of that. And it took a good, almost two years. I talk about it a lot on the podcast, you know, cause I went through it, but Jesus exercise, will to live, will to not let the darkness win. You know, when you get that low, you just get to a point where you're like, I, me personally gets to a point where I'm like, I'm not going to let the devil win. I'm not these thoughts, this darkness, this isn't me. Like I, I'm a, I love light, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with dark things. I'm curious about them, mm-hmm. but I don't want that to be in me, you mm-hmm. know? So it was just a fight. It literally was, I fought for my life 
for two straight years of just Mimi saw it. I went yeah. through hell. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's why I'll never touch a dead body. So this lady, I don't know how she fucking has touched and done the dead, the dead so wrong. I mean, obviously she's, re- she's getting her karma now, but spiritually we're yeah. in spiritual warfare 24 seven. I was like, like I love a down. trashy yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, like literally I was just like, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> I was like, you want <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. She's like, you see my car, you should see my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys go to, back to your place yeah. and what happens there? We made a pot of coffee and then we have a similar artist that we love, Orville Peck. We danced and then we kissed. So yeah, then you know where things went from there. Right. This one, oh my God. It's like sometimes I have to wear a chastity belt around her. It's really bad. Like, She's horny. Yeah. That's Sorry. good. I don't even know if that's the word. It's feral. She's <laughs> <laughs> She's Pisces. She's a Pisces. Yeah. I'm a Pisces Venus. I'm feral too. Yeah. Like insatiable appetite for sex. Like literally. It's like bad. the Rob Zombie song. I know. Swear to God. Like it's just, you can't yeah, stop it. And, like I'm sure on the first day it was like 15 times. Good Lord. And yeah, you kept good. up? Yes. Lou. <laughs> I just got out the military. I still had the stamina. I didn't have the <laughs> No, I'm good. Lou is the man. <laughs> I know. I love that. It was wild. I was like, you know what? You're, you respect women. You're like no other. Yeah. Like, check, 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 check. Can we talk about that yeah. relationship? I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Let's do cool. It. Found out that he was cheating. Yeah. With- Basically, that started in 20, 2014. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And so you guys were together for a long time. Yeah. This just wasn't a flash in the pan. No, it was seven years. Uh, we moved to Orlando. I don't know. Things just started getting weird whenever I started doing TikTok. I remember one day I was walking by his gaming room. He was a gamer. Red flag, by the way. And I heard a girl's voice and I was like, okay, that's weird. But like, I'm not the jealous type. The way he was talking to her was like the way that he would talk to me. That flirty, whatever vibe. And um, he's just doing this with you in the house? Yeah. That's crazy. I know. So I talked to him about it and I was like, I feel uncomfortable the way you were talking to her. It's not that you were talking to her. It's just the way. So he was like, okay, like I won't talk to her anymore if it makes you uncomfortable. And I was like, cool. A year goes by. I walk by his room again and I hear the same girl. So he never talks to her again in front of you. But I don't know. Right. Is he would check in on me at night, make sure I was asleep and then go talk to her. I would pretend to sleep. I would get up, go to the door and hear him talking to her. Disrespect, but the restraint that you have, dude. I would have fucking flown through that door so fast. (sighs) I know it was hard, but like I felt so stuck because I was like, this is like most of my life into into this person. I don't know myself. Seems to be a theme of you in your life, peeking behind the door, watching. Literally. Yeah, that's a good point. Wow. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) We got one stop lot in a dollar store. Very small town in eastern Kentucky. I'm from the city and I never knew what, like I knew what Dollar Generals were, but I didn't know the meaning really behind them of like how much the South really relies on those until I moved out here to Nashville. And I was like, holy shit, you guys really have like a thing for the Dollar Generals. Like I, <laughs> I mean, if there's nothing else in a small town, there's probably going to be a Literally, Dollar General somewhere. It's like a town mascot, like yeah. just Dollar General, the town mascot. So growing up in a small town, what is that like? Are you thankful for growing up in a small town? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I love where I come from. I mean, I grew up on a backer farm. My grandparents had a backer farm, and I stayed with them a lot. And, you know, we farmed everything, like corn, beans, tomatoes, potatoes. We canned everything. You know, it was really just that country life. And I'm super thankful that I got brought up like that. You know, it was go outside and play, take your cousin, you know, go up the creek, and we'd kill snakes. It was just a good way to, I think, be brought up like that. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine anything else. I really got my chops up. It helped me learn how to interact with the crowd and because you know if you're not interacting with the crowd you're not getting tips yeah if you're not getting tips you're not paying the rent you know I feel like that's like literally the best 
schooling that you could get like before you like actually go on tour and like have to deal with huge crowds and stuff like that like working in the bars on broadway especially just probably like really showed you oh and people are ruthless too you know it's like they're in your face screaming wagon wheel like (laughs) two hours a day and i'm just like okay so eventually from there what's your most what was your most requested song wagon wheel lord i thought it would be journey don't stop believing I will get that one sometimes. Yeah. Um, someone paid me like a hundred bucks for Freebird one time. Oh God, the longest song in America. I was like, all right, if you want all ten minutes of it, I'll give it to you, baby. That's I'm mean, we can do it. The other one that I would oh Mar- uh, Margaritaville because I played at Margaritaville right, in Margaritaville. So it was like salt, salt, salt <laughs> all day long. Just dealing with um, drunk people all day long too. Can we normalize people not wanting children? You know, just to yeah. interject. I feel I hate like people ask Jay, me and Jay all the time. They're like, are you guys ever going to have kids? And I'm like, no, I don't fucking want kids. Like, I, I don't want to inflict the trauma that my fucking family did on me. Like, I don't want to be responsible for I that. I think you would do that, but I definitely yeah. don't want Not it. now, but if I had to shit one out when I was 18, imagine that kid oh, would yeah. be fucked up right now. Well, that's kind of what, where I was at. But to be fair, I did detox solely for the fact that I was so some points there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of women can't do a lot of people. Yeah. Drug addicts don't do that. Um, but yeah, so you know that's why I got sober and then I was like oh I can't tell anyone I relapsed like that's embarrassing like after all that you know so I was going through the whole you know liar addict shit um the house was filthy it was pretty gross I mean I'm already I'm not gonna lie like I'm a bit of a slob naturally because my father was like I grew up like with a slob you know what I mean like and it's not even any shade it's like the man would like piss in Gatorade bottles and like throw them in the backseat of the oh, car. Oh, so you were married to Jay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, so your dad was Jay. Sorry. Yeah. No, totally reminds me of him a lot. Um, but this I would... dude will piss in a bathtub <laughs> oh. and, and the toilet's literally right next to him. And I'm like, can you not? I've and he, remember that. he pissed all over my hair extensions. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with you? Like go to the fucking bathroom, you hobo. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely, um, that was, and that's kind of how like I am like na- naturally I'm kind of sloppy you know what I mean like I'll just You're have my whole bag, nightstand baby. just and I'll like put like the last piece of trash to let it like you know what I mean <laughs> like make sure it doesn't fall you know but um so I got better about that but I'm still kind of like that but this was like a whole nother level because if you're already not a clean person right, and then you and, become a junkie mm-hmm. I mean it's like it's pretty bad. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I mean, there were moments <laughs> where, you know, like I smoked what I thought was heroin off the floor. And I yeah, would like sell them. Yeah, to maintain your but lifestyle. I, yeah, when it came to like str- like stripping, um, they would just be like, I'd be like, hey, you want to dance? Oh, no? All right. I would make $100, bitch, like right. <laughs> at the club. Like it was bad. And I was only like 19. Like there was a problem. Right. But once I started dancing, it was like they were at my, um, you know, at my will, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm the only stripper you got. You better pay me. Right. Thing. It worked out really well because I didn't have to hustle. Um, but yeah, so that, that all transpired. And then, um, then I met a girl, we ended up, you know, hitting it off. I was like dating a girl while I was with this guy and she was a heroin addict and I ended up being sick one time and I just had to like, um, not be sick and she was like oh I don't want to give how, you how many pills were you taking a day the first round I was taking 40 pills a day but god um Norco's and then doing like probably about a gram of coke a day mm. um but I got clean 
and then I went and relapsed again. Wow. And then I was doing less. I 40 was, pills a day. I, I couldn't, I would just <clears> get <throat> sick. So I, <clears throat> most I could do was like two or three a day. And that was my addiction. But 40 pills, I, no wonder you couldn't shit. Dude, right. So I did make it. Is that um, a challenge? Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ended up at the sober living upstairs. I managed the sober living, which is basically you just log people in and out. It's not really managing it. But mm. I was like in charge. So I was actually trusted, which was new. Got a little car. Um, because Where's your boyfriend at this time? Still in rehab? Oh yeah, that guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like funny. I was making out with the dudes because I was, I, but yeah, I was, I was so on another level, and and it was funny because we dropped him off at rehab before we went to take me, and me and him were making out in the lobby. I had vomit in my hair from, and he was just like, "I love you," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," you know, like this whole thing, and then like I got to rehab and I was devastated. All I talked about, I love him. He's the love of my life and all this shit. <laughs> and the second like we hung out and I was sober and like, we were, I was just like, he would do weird shit. He gave like, you the ick. Yeah. And it was just, it was messing with me. Cause poor thing. He really did love me. You right. know what I mean? And he was like, he, everything was fine. He didn't change. You know what I mean? Like, but I was just like, I didn't feel it all anymore. Like well, the veil was lifted. Yeah. I was like, I never had fallen in love with him. Um, I knew I wasn't even when we first started dating, I knew he was just pretty. And he was, and he was fun. Right. You know what I mean? And he was wild like me, but I was like, with the drugs, you think you're in love. You know what I mean? So I was like back to that where I'm like, I don't want to have sex with you. Good times. I love that. So, yeah. all right. We have since you, okay. Who did you model trailer trash Tammy after? Yeah. Charlie Theron from the movie monster. Yeah. Without a doubt. So it's only fitting that we cover what how do i pronounce her last name eileen wernos yeah is that how you say it Mm -hmm. i watched monster last night oh i love it's an amazing movie. it is an amazing movie first off did you kind of sense the tammy mannerisms oh when she flicked her hair at the end when they were carrying her out to the cop car to bring Mm -hmm. her to jail i was like there's there it is yep that'll do it that'll do it yeah no for sure um i watched the movie last night and I, i have been researching her story the past few days and i have to say the empath in me has so much empathy for her because yes. of all the trauma that this woman went through. Mm-hmm. It's like, I understand why she did what she did. Mm-hmm. Men fucking suck, dude. She and didn't have a good start. No. From day one. At all. So let's hop into it. And we're going to talk about Eileen Wernos today and go down that rabbit hole because, you know, what she did was wrong. Absolutely. You yeah. know, we can't Don't take justify back. that. But at the same time, it's like, damn once you hear her story it's almost like you can like understand why she was the Mm -hmm. way she was Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel that way yeah i think she's the most loved serial killer yeah absolutely it was amazing because her her nicknames are the damsel of death and america's first female serial killer wow Mm -hmm. i mean like what a title bitch Mm go go bitch go (laughs) right So Eileen was born, uh, she was a Pisces. She was born in Rochester, Michigan on February 29th. And um, from late 1989 through the late 1990s, the bodies of seven middle-aged white men were discovered in Central Florida. The assailant had robbed all of the victims before shooting them to death and stealing their cars. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I mean, listen, at least, at least, (laughs) at least she didn't, you know, like decapitate him and shit. You know, that's what I'm thinking like she at least it was a clean getaway yeah. it sounded like she was robbing him right you know mm-hmm. not justifying it but just saying just saying <laughs> just saying <laughs> why don't you kick it off mimi with her childhood so, so we can get into it i really dove deep into her childhood this is like i love to know like where people stem from and her dad alone like the girl didn't even start with good genes no like, she had sick demented parents her parents were awful leo, generational trauma yeah um leo was the father and he served time in kansas and michigan mental hospitals and later committed suicide he was in prison for child molestation and kidnapping of a seven-year-old damn so you could only imagine what he was doing to her and their siblings yeah well no he wasn't around when she was pregnant when she was born he was already put away oh he was already put away okay gotcha Um, but his the mother the mother was 14 years old so diane was 14 years old when she got with leo Right. And Leo was 18. So you're an 18 year old sleeping with a 14 year old and knocks her up and has two kids with her. Mm. She did later on leave. She was uh, she had her first child at 15 and she abandoned both of her children, which were Keith and Eileen. And they were left with their grandparents, which those were just as fucked up as the parents Mm. were. So I'm telling generational trauma mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. Generational trauma. She already got a fucking shit dealt a shitty hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone wants to know our take on aliens. I believe they're real. Mm-hmm. I think they probably left this bitch because they saw how ghetto it was. <laughs> I um I saw a UFO because I grew up in Vegas. I saw a UFO when I was a little girl. We were driving on the freeway, I-15. I looked up in the fucking sky. There was a huge, it was black, huge black like. Was it like what you think of a sphere or was it just a shape? Or It looked like almost like a fighter jet, but bigger. Okay. And but it wasn't a fighter jet because this motherfucker literally I was like, "Hey, what is that in the sky?" talking to my parents and it fucking went like it did a zigzag like this and then whoosh, I'm talking like took off like into you couldn't see it anymore. It was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Holy shit. Yeah. And you still remember it so vividly. Oh, absolutely. But Vegas is also very close to Area 51. Yeah. So we've always had like alien activity and like weird shit out there. That's crazy. I I definitely believe in it. I feel like also I slightly believe in the fact that like a lot of like alien stuff that we see is also future. Yeah. You know, like people coming back, like time travel. Yeah. Because you can't tell me in like 3000 years there's not time travel yeah it's just yeah that kind of thing i also feel like shooting stars are aliens just saying <laughs> don't ruin my vibe yeah. of wishing I mean, on a shooting star roger that if a shooting star is an alien then what's a comet i'm just saying i think shooting stars are 
I did see one in Hendersonville one time. It was green. And it, like, it was, like, a flash of light. Then it, like, spiraled down and then disappeared. And I was on the phone with my dad. I he love remembers that. it, too. I love shooting stars. Those are my favorite. No, I don't. That didn't look like a shooting star. <laughs> no. That looked like a, eat like some type of alien shit <clears throat> it was not shooting star i had a shooting star in my uh, wazoo i knew it was about to say <laughs> something, something with your asshole <laughs> is a wazoo an asshole or a vagina vagina oh whole new meaning yeah do you want to get creepy yes can i, I can i tell you a couple creepy stories people really like me when i talk about health i think it's because everybody's fucking scared of it so it's like a morbid curiosity it's gonna get a little creepy so i'm sorry i will forever remember this having sessions with this one woman so i go through and i begin channeling him and then all of a sudden i smelled booze and then i start hearing <laughs> and i'm like there's a guy here he's kind of like laughing i said he may be an alcoholic she goes he was mm. men dress shoes yep. like walking on a wood floor mm. click 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 and i get a vision of this guy he makes my vision go to like his crotch area he's walking around everything is like black around him so it's like if there'd be a spotlight on him and then he shows me this image of him really quickly putting his hand like over a little girl with her about right here and he was like and the bitch liked it Aww. and she still does but this little girl was my client oh my god how do you say that so i looked at her i go so this is your dad right she goes yeah did he sexually assault you uh, every day me and my sister until i was 18 and i said and he smoked cigarettes she goes yeah he smoked and drank all the time and he goes yeah and i never got caught for it and he starts laughing like ha ha oh ha God. right and she goes the day before he was sentenced he hung himself oh my gosh he never got caught um if you could spend a day with one person from history just to pick their brain and be in their presence dead or alive who would it be does it have to be a day or can it just be an hour? Because <laughs> my love tank is on E. We I got one hour to spend it with anyone at any time, any dead or alive person. Probably Jesus. Damn, that was a good one. Yeah, or God. Like if I could ever get to him. Wow. And just like pick their brain. Just be like, what? Is this shit real? Like what's happening? Yeah, what a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go there. <laughs> 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 she said yeah i didn't go there <laughs> i went for like elvis <laughs> <coughs> you're making my smoker's cough come back oh god on this i have one last very serious question oh though. lord okay okay final this final will question. do it okay <laughs> it's very serious are you ready this is for you buddy yes is your christmas tree up yet not yet, because we are moving into our new house. So as soon as we move into the new house, it will be put up in between the 15th and the 23rd. Don't you fucking worry, motherfuckers. I am on it. Okay? Are we doing the Christmas tree competition this year? Every year we have a Christmas tree competition that I win, that my yeah. husband swears he does. And we're going to listen. Maybe it's a tradition. Do you it's think gonna he's going to pull out all the stops this year? He never pulls out the stops. He hires. Hire, let yeah. me tell you, my husband hires people to do his work. When you see him hanging ornaments, it's because I'm like, hey, babe, hang a fucking ornament so I can fucking put you in this vlog. But this year, all gloves are off. Oh. So if he doesn't do it hands on, I'm exposing him. 
<laughs> you hear that jelly roll? Okay. Mr. D Ford. Jelly roll has been exposed. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you out to decorate your own fucking tree this year. Uh, I love you. We so every year and for those of you guys who don't know, every year we have a I don't know how this oh, tradition Oh, they fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking have told them. I don't know how this tradition started, but it started like 2 or 3 years ago, 3 years ago, maybe no, 4. No, we've been doing this pretty much the whole time. Really? Yeah. Not okay. like it used to be more like family. Like yeah, we, we, we had a family tree. Mm-hmm. We would have multiple trees and we would do different things for all of them as a family. Right. And, you and what yeah what yeah. really started was you don't like family trees you like pretty trees i like family trees right you know what i mean and you were I like, like so you aesthetic. were finally like why don't you just make your own little tree and i was like <laughs> my tree will be cooler than yours which it was you know what i'm <laughs> saying and that's how competition started so everybody gets to vote so if you guys don't follow us on tiktok make sure you follow us on tiktok because you will get to see the trees you'll get to vote and then we'll announce a winner and you fucking bunny lovers and you i call y'all little bunny believers <laughs> oh, you God. little bunny believers y'all better be unbiased for once okay because no. i'm a big fan Hold of this on. motherfucker too Hold you know what i'm saying but you know Hold on, though. You won last year, and I you really got went a fan all base out. so loyal. They're against me. No, you, know you won saying? the fucking. Everybody was like, "Bunny, we love you," but his old school tree really fucking. We it loved was it. It was nostalgic. Yeah, that's what that's they what said. That's what I do. It's the fucking the Christmas story. Everybody tree. I'm the said best. it. That's all right. Well, you better bring your motherfucking. Uh, the only A-game. problem is I'm a one trick pony. I don't know what I'm gonna do this <laughs> year. I do the nostalgia. Well, tree. you gotta. You've got five days to think about it. We're not doing the competition in five days, are we? Baby, I have to have those trees up before Thanksgiving dinner. No. Yes, sir. This is not fair.